Maybe we should make that our theme music for our chats with Richard Zussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria. Good morning, Richard. I was just thinking that, Simi. I thought it was more just what Greg plays for you to pump no, you up. No, no, we do it for you, my friend. Oh, I like that. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Thanks, Simi. You're welcome. Now we're setting you up to uh, with big expectations, right? So let's talk about what's going on over in Victoria. We are going to be hearing from Premier Horgan today, and I'm guessing, just off the top of my head, a lot of this talk is going to be about schools. I would think so. So we haven't heard from Premier Horgan uh, since the school plan uh, was unveiled last Wednesday. Uh, He originally had a a press conference scheduled last week, but due to a scheduling conflict, it was cancelled. And so we haven't heard from him. uh, And no doubt there will be a lot of questions to the Premier about the plan and especially around the communications of the plan. And and as you've seen, Simi, and, and you've been talking about for the last week, there have been some significant challenges with the way that the province has articulated what schools will look like to parents, and it has led to a lot of concern from parents. It's led to concerns from the teachers. And and one of the pieces that Horgan no doubt will be asked about is whether uh, it's time to push back the start of school and make that decision soon and, and tell parents and tell teachers that school will start a week later, a week after Labor Day, in order to give uh, parents some time to get more comfortable with the plan, but more importantly, time to give uh, teachers and administrators an opportunity to understand the plan, plan, to get things in place, to make sure that everything's in place in schools. You know, we uh, the BCTF came out basically right away and asked for the start of school to be pushed back. And now the Principals and Vice Principals Association of British Columbia has come and said that's not a bad idea and they would support uh, pushing the start of school back. So we'll have to see what hmm. Premier Horgan says about this. Ultimately, that decision will be up. Uh, to the Minister of Education uh, with advice uh, from Dr. Bonnie Henry. But if uh, Premier Horgan has strong thoughts on this, uh, it is obviously something that would get done. So they just want to delay it a week because they don't feel there's enough time from right now to develop these plans? Yeah, so there's a few different things, Simi. You know, gives uh, the working group a little bit of extra time uh, to work through some of the challenges. But most importantly, it gives teachers the opportunity to have everything in place for when students return. You know, teachers aren't in the classroom right now. This is their summer break. Uh, and uh, when they return, there's a very limited time window in order to get things ready. And because school is drastically different now than it has been in the past, teachers believe that there must be additional time given to better understand how they're going to teach, but most importantly, to better understand the the cleaning that's going to be done in the school, the safety procedures, how kids are going to move through the school. You know, when we had the return to school in June, teachers were working through that whole time period, right? They were working virtually, uh, they were working with students. So there was time there to to get ready for what in-class instruction in June looked like on a part-time volunteer basis. Right now, teachers are not working, so it's very different. And so they are just asking for a little bit of time. The other thing that the BCTF has brought up, and I asked Dr. Henry about this, oh, I can't remember, I think earlier this week, but about um, Labor Day weekend and the concerns that there are higher 
uh, rates of transmission of the virus right. on long weekends. And the BCTF has raised that as well. Dr. Henry said the Labor Day long weekend is a different type of weekend than the August long weekend or Canada Day in terms of the activities people do. Less partying, uh, less gathering. It's more of a transition to get ready for school. And for so many, it's, you know, going to the PNE, which is obviously going to be much different this year. But mm-hmm. that Labor Day weekend is different. The schools, though, still would like to see some separation from that weekend to see, um, if they can alleviate some of the sort of pressure that could be caused by extra transmissions over a long weekend. Right. Okay. I do get the sense that there's a lot of going on behind the scenes here right now, right? Because I know that everybody is raising concerns, but I have to believe, because I want to believe, that they're trying to work out a lot of these details. They are. So there is a working group that's in place, and this working group has been in place through the summer and helped put together this original framework. I think one of the issues here is that This really is a framework for a school plan. But every parent and every teacher and every administrator heard this as the plan. Well, things are being built upon, and that's up to the province to better articulate that to the public. But they are now working on that. There are teachers on the working group, administrators, parents that are addressing many of the concerns that have been raised around how this is going to look, the health and safety of kids, uh, the scheduling, you know, in high school, it could be a seismic shift in the way that kids are taught. In, in Abbotsford, they're looking at a quadrant system where some kid, you know, kids have one class in the morning and one in the afternoon, and that's it. There's not switching of multiple classes throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's something that Vancouver is considering, and that's being done at a district level. So yes, there are a lot of details that still need to be hashed out. There are changes that are still taking place. The plans from the districts need to come in by August 26. So we still won't have a lot of clarity until then. But there are a lot of things. Like yesterday on the news hour, I did a story about before and after school care. And Dr. Henry says they just don't have any answers on that yet. Because as the listeners will know now, there's this quadrant system in schools where up to 60 kids will be in the same group where they do not only class, but then that's who you share library time with, gym right. time with, uh, you know, any, any activities done within the school. If you go to an after school care program and in your classroom and after school care are kids from a bunch of these different learning groups from different schools, then it defeats the purposes in some way. So a lot of parents are very worried about sending their kids to before and after school care, as well as being worried about sending them to school. And and that could have some ramifications around work and, and those sort of opportunities for parents. And so all of those things are being addressed and plans are being built on that. Okay, so again, that's the thing. I got to urge patience, right? Because we are going to be hearing more about that. The premier is speaking this morning, and I think this will probably be the number one topic that he tackles there that he'll get questions about. Let's also talk about transit here, Richard. It almost seems like the nice way of them asking to please wear a mask on transit isn't working. No, and I think what we're going to see at some point soon is an announcement of mandatory masks on transits. And what that exactly means is unclear because enforcement is going to be very challenging, right? If somebody walks onto a bus and refuses to wear a mask, is the bus driver going to sit there and say, I'm not moving this bus until you get off? I would say the answer will be no. Just like if someone refuses to pay a fare, uh, the bus driver does not sit there and say, I'm not moving this bus until you pay the fare. So it will be challenging, but it will be a constant reminder that you must wear a mask when you are on this bus. And I think it's something that both BZ Transit and TransLink are going to announce very, very soon with the support of Dr. Bonnie Henry. Dr. Henry has been opposed in many regards to mandatory masks, 
but she has been insistent the masks should be wear, worn on buses. So calling it mandatory may be the only solution to start seeing participation. Whereas you talk about a place like a school, Dr. Henry is adamantly opposed to the idea of yeah. mandatory masks in school, which is something we saw Alberta put in place earlier this week from those grade four right up until the end of high school. Uh, so much to talk about. All right, Richard, thank you. <laughs> there always is, Simi. John Horgan, 930. Tune in. It's going to be fun. Oh, I'm sure it will be. That is our Richard Zussman over in Victoria. Yes, the premier speaking at 930. Uh, we will, of course, have it for you right here. So keep it tuned in for the very latest.